You're listening to the IFF TV podcast, presented by Paul Nealon. Irish Football Fan TV, we're here with the Opposition Preview, joined by Gary Spain and we have Ben from at Luxembourg Footy on the line to give us the lowdown on Luxembourg ahead of the game tomorrow. Obviously, myself and Gary, we don't know too much about Luxembourg and Ben's taking the time out to join us on the line and I suppose give us a lowdown about Luxembourg. Firstly, Ben, thanks for joining us. Thank you for the invitation and I'm glad to be here. Welcome everyone. Yeah, cheers. So, like, I suppose just to kind of maybe warm up a little bit, you played Qatar the other day. Did you watch that game and what did you kind of take from it? Well, I watched it. Uh, it wasn't our most encouraging performance in the recent months or years, but there were definitely some positive signs in the team. Uh, maybe the biggest blow and the biggest drawback of this match was the injury of our primary left back and he's actually the only left back in the 23-man squad so i'm yeah really curious about what will luke holtz uh do against ireland and who will be put there in the left back role uh the injury came early in the seventh minute and after that uh well the space behind him was often exploited by the Qatari wingers who were really quick and technical and technically adept. So yeah, basically maybe that was the biggest problem and that could be the biggest problem against Ireland as well, because as I've said, our left wing is pretty weak now and with Ireland having maybe two of their best players there in Sean Coleman and uh, Matt Doherty, they, I, I think they uh, will uh, prove to be a big threat for Luxembourg's defense. If they will go more attacking, I don't really know if they have attacking roles in the game. Or... Yeah. Sorry, are we going to continue on there? No. So I've just asked if they are more like a wing back and attacking wing backs or something. Yeah. So, so Matt Doherty, uh, well, we played with a 3 5 2 for the first time against Serbia the other day. So, we're not really sure if Stephen Kenny will go for a 4-3-3 or 3-5-2. Uh, he played a 3-5-2 to fit Matt Doherty and Seamus Coleman into the same team. So Seamus Coleman was playing as a right-sided centre-back and Matt Doherty was a, a right-wing back. So if that is the case, he goes with that again. Matt Doherty most definitely will be, I suppose, pushing on on that right-hand side and he probably would be our most dangerous threat. Um, himself or Ender Stevens on both uh, both wings. Ender Stevens would be on the left wing back position and, and Matt Doherty on the right. Otherwise, it would be, say, a back four and then a th three three attackers with like a right wing, a left wing and a centre forward. So it could, it could be interesting to see what way Stephen Kenny goes because no one was expecting the 3-5-2 the last day. I suppose um, from a Luxembourg point of view, that probably would be an area we would be looking to exploit. I mean without trying to be too ignorant we we don't know a large portion of your players or or or, or what to expect from them so just from from your own point of view do, if Ireland were to be wary of any sort of threat from a Luxembourg point of view where do you think you know we should be 
nervous of from a Luxembourg point of view? Yeah, we mainly focus on uh, playing through the center. So uh, our counterattacks and wing play isn't the best. So we heavily rely upon uh, our technical uh, technical midfielders who has great passing abilities and uh, passing uh, great skill sets for uh, different passes. We actually have a player from the Bundesliga, uh, Barreiro Martins from Mainz, in there in the midfield, and he will, I think, he will prove to be a huge asset in our build-up play, as well as uh, maybe two of the Teal brothers. And yeah, so I would say the midfield is the area where Ireland have to be a bit wary or where they could fear against the Luxembourg team. I I wouldn't say we are particularly uh, strong compared to Ireland in any of the positions because obviously we don't really have Premier League players while Ireland definitely have a lot in their squad currently as I've read and as I've seen. So yeah, I would say our midfield passing play, short passing, short passing play will be the style Luke Holtz will opt for. So this will be an area where Ireland should look out for and where they should uh, put a bit of extra focus on their uh, on their preparations for the match. Ben, you mentioned the, the, the player in the Bundesliga at Mainz. I was actually looking at your squad. I was quite impressed with some of the clubs. I mean, I'm looking at Racing Santander, uh, Young Boys of Bern, Standard Liège, um, Dinamo Kiev in the Ukraine. So uh, I, I'm actually a, a little bit surprised, to be honest, at the, the caliber of clubs so many of your players are playing at. W would they be regulars in the in the squad? And please excuse my ignorance, because I know Luxembourg, football in Luxembourg has improved considerably in recent years, both the national team and the club side. But I was a bit surprised at the level some of your players appear to be playing at. Yeah, you are right. And the things that you mentioned, I mean, the players featuring in teams like Young Boys or Dynamo Kiev is obviously a result of that recent improvement in both results and in the academies in Luxembourg. So, well, we actually have one player in the big five European leagues and quite a few in Belgium, Ukraine, Portugal, which are also leagues uh, that have to be respected by anyone in the world, I think, because they are of uh, quite decent quality at all, and they are not far away from the big European leagues. We also have a player in the MLS in New York City. So, yeah, in terms of the clubs, we are uh, confident because we aren't much uh, below Ireland or Serbia in terms of uh, individual qualities for a couple of our players. And we actually had a player uh, in the Champions League this year, which I was informed Ireland didn't, if I'm right. Yeah. So, yeah. Jason Rodriguez got a few minutes for Dynamo Kiev in the UEFA Champions League group stage. And we had two players in the last 16 of the Europa League, which is quite impressive compared to like uh, the standings of 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Just, just on that, uh, Ben. You know, you you touch on the players there. You're playing Champions League and and uh, Europa League. We actually don't have like I suppose Matt Doherty plays Europa League, and I think that's the only player. Um, but like, do you think Luxembourg are a 
an, an emerging nation in that sense is that like a lot that you spoke there the last 10 15 years it's a massive improvement these players playing in these leagues that you've, you've said um do, do you see luxembourg now slowly kind of becoming a, a decent nation in terms of international football well iceland has already did it before us so it's definitely one of our biggest hopes and expectations for the uh, well, for long-term future, like, I mean, in 20 or 25 years, there are good chances of uh, Euros or World Cup uh, experience. I wouldn't say that we will be regulars by that time, but I think we can. We, we can appear there once or twice, especially after this Nations League uh, system change, which would see the best team of Division D also compete uh, for a place in the Euros. So, yeah, uh, at all, I'm optimistic because of these recent performances. And it's also uh, very encouraging that we can see longevity and consist uh, consistent performances, consistent decisions from the staff. I mean, our coach is Luke Holtz, uh, was appointed in 2010, and he will, uh, against Serbia, it will be his 100th match as a national team coach, which is pretty impressive in the age of uh, today when coaches are usually sagged after a year or two, or they just move away for greener pastures. I think it's, it's quite a decent uh, thing that we have someone who's been around for a decade and it could uh, help us uh, in the future as well, because this longevity is second to none, I think even especially after Joachim Löw will depart from Germany after the Euros. I think we, we could be the team who, whose manager has been there for the longest in Europe, maybe. I, I see Ben as well in, in, the, la, in the campaign, the, the, the qualification campaign for the Euros. You were already grouped before with Portugal and Serbia. And while you didn't get any draws or wins against them, the games appeared to have been very close and a lot of one-goal victories. And in reality, how close were those games? And do you think you have a realistic chance of getting a result tomorrow and in your games against us, uh, Portugal and Serbia? Yeah, in fact, we've also played against Azerbaijan recently in the Nations League. So we know uh, each of our opponents pretty well, except Ireland. So I think uh, the one goal defeats wasn't really because of our solid defending or because of our defending with 10 men behind the ball. It's not really our style. We really enjoy playing and we have a, an impressive passing game, which is quite enjoyable to watch as well. Uh, well, perhaps Azerbaijan is not like us because when we've played against them, it was, well, one of the most boring matches I have ever seen. Uh, maybe defending is the only thing they are good at uh, because, well, when I, uh, we played them in Nations League, these were two crucial matches for our uh, promotion hopes and we battled in the last round, in the last group stage round when we couldn't beat them. And we had a lot of possession and yeah, they just parked the bus and we couldn't do anything against them. Against Portugal and Serbia, it will be much more interesting. And I'm really curious about these results 
we don't hope for anything against Portugal, really. And I think neither should Serbia or maybe Ireland as well, because Portugal are, are seemingly just so much ahead of everyone in this group. And well, against Serbia and Ireland, these will be the two teams we should focus on. Uh, of course, apart from beating Azerbaijan twice, if we can manage it, uh, maybe we should get a win or maybe a draw in these four matches against Serbia and Ireland combined. Maybe I'm too ambitious here, but I, I really hope that we can get away with a win. That would be over the moon against a win in these four matches because they will be the most crucial ones if we want to prove that we are actually not the team that we were many years ago. This is the IFF TV podcast. We just want to take a quick break to speak about our sponsors for this video and podcast, Team Fipe. As you can see in the image here, some of the clubs that Team Fipe has acquired, Shamrock Rovers being the main one so far. Team Fipe is an easy to use online payment platform that covers management and administration, finance, club development, communication, governance and COVID track and trace. Club administrators save hours of time with Team Fipe, save time on administration and finance. You can quickly confirm, decline and record attendance at club sessions and events. With a new database created, parents and players register with the system which in turn creates and builds a player database for the club. Team groups can be easily set up for easy access to data. Real-time transaction updates, Team Fipe keeps club administrators or team managers updated on processed payments but also flags up incomplete transactions and automatically emails the payee to give notice of a future attempt. Team Fipe already works with over 1,000 leagues, clubs and academies and are growing all the time. Team Fipe is proud to be helping clubs across multiple sports. Team Fipe is free to use, it's free to install by all of their members. There are no hidden fees, there is no sign up fee, no annual fee and no monthly membership fee. The processing fee, Team Fipe charge a very modest fee for any financial transaction that they process similar to the bank or other credit card processor fees. Book your Zoom demo today at teamfipay.com or call on plus 353-1526-7499. This is the IFF TV Podcast. Okay, I'm a bit surprised. I, I hope if you do, I really hope we'd be over the moon if you get that win against Serbia. Um, <laughs> I certainly don't want you obviously getting a result tomorrow night. Um it's interesting because the way you are, are, are talking, I think maybe the, we as Irish are underestimating Luxembourg, which could be a big mistake tomorrow night if Stephen Kenny is doing that. Because I, I think we are guilty of talking about a battle between ourselves and Serbia for the runners-up spot. And frankly, I was expecting Portugal, Serbia and, and probably ourselves to beat Azerbaijan home in a way and Luxembourg home in a way. And the, the way you're talking, that may well not be the case. And, and particularly uh, given you've got players who've played in the Champions League and, and more in the Europa League than us, uh, th this could be a big mistake. Well, Ireland won't be the only country who underestimated us before the matches. And... Well, of course, some of them were right uh, when they beaten as well. <laughs> but 
but many of the countries really went to the match as uh, considering ourselves huge underdogs. And yeah, they, they, it was a really costly mistake for them. And I can see this for Ireland, where, because after the draw, I posted on Twitter that we, we can clinch a point to Ireland or two. And if we are very lucky, we can even get ahead of them uh, after this campaign and we can finish ahead of them. And yeah, well, quite a few Ireland supporters were surprised by my comments, uh, probably because they don't really watch Luxembourgish football. And I can understand that because who wants to <laughs> outside of Luxembourg? So <laughs> basically, yeah, maybe, maybe underestimating uh, Luxembourg could be a big mistake in this group stage. And we will see if Ireland or Serbia will be, uh, well, if any of them uh, will be uh, com uh, complacent in the matches. And if any of them can think that they are uh, easily winnable games, both against Azerbaijan and Luxembourg, they are not. So, I mean, Azerbaijan is uh, a team uh, and they defend particularly good uh, compared to other teams in the Division C. So it's a struggle for every team to break them down. It was uh, for Portugal as well. I think they only won 1-0 against Azerbaijan. It, it was a hard match for them and it will be for everyone. Uh, it will even be hard to watch them, I think. But but Luxembourg is, is definitely the other team who who can exploit these complacency issues at both Ireland or Serbia because we, we've had a good results, a fair a few good results in the past. For example, our uh, draw against France or our win against Hungary where we experienced that both teams uh, thought that this is an easy game for them and this is just a uh, maybe a warm-up to their next match or something, and they took it way too easily. They set up with their uh, substitution players because they thought even they will win it for us, well, I mean for them. And, and we, yeah, we made it happen and we made a miracle, I think, because the draw against the World Cup winners is really something like a miracle. And we are very proud of that and we are looking forward to exploit any similar mistakes from Ireland's team or Serbia. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, I, I notice your club teams have done incredibly well in European competitions in recent years. I know there were wins over uh, Salzburg and, and Rangers, famously, not to mind knocking out our own Cork City, which I think was the first time an Irish club side has ever lost to a team from Luxembourg. So, uh, with any of those players that featured in, in those big wins be ones to watch out for in the domestic league tomorrow night? Well, our uh, league is a semi-professional one, uh, just as Ireland's. And we also have a team, the Delange, who have been in the Europa League twice, just like Dundalk. So the two leagues are pretty comparable to each other. And I think they are on the same level or something like that. I don't think one of the leagues is, would be much better than the other. Uh, yeah, maybe Ireland... Uh, Ireland's teams are more well known, but but we yeah we actually beat Rangers in the past. It was Progress Nidocorn who beat them, and yeah it, it was only an excuse for Scottish fans 
uh, I mean, for static fans to <laughs> to maybe have a bit of a banter on the Rangers fans, but they didn't really appreciate that these Luxembourgish teams can beat anyone who doesn't really uh, estimate them and who doesn't really uh, fight against them. I think it was the complacency which goes Rangers too. And yeah, so I think uh, from the players in our domestic league at the moment, uh, Edwin Muratovic can be the best. He plays for Dudelange and is one of the main goal scorers of the league at the moment. He also played against Qatar, but didn't really have any impact up front, unfortunately. Uh, these final passes and the finishing was our uh, biggest weakness on Wednesday night. So, yeah, I'm not really optimistic at the moment about Muratovic, but, uh, well, usually usually he's one of the better players in the team and one of the best players in the league at all. Uh, well, I can't really think of anyone who be in the starting 11 and be a key player who plays in the, uh, in the Luxembourgish league. So maybe Muratovic is the only one I could point out from from the home league and from our league, who can prove to be a key player in our matches against Ireland. He's a tall striker who can hold up, play well, and whose link-up abilities uh, definitely want to look out for. He is not really a finisher type of striker. He's, well, his uh, physical ability uh, is one which, which, which usually helps the team more than his uh, finishing and more than his goal-scoring abilities. So Edwin Muratovic is a target man who could be a dangerous weapon against Ireland as well. Did you want to follow up on that, Gary, or can I go ahead? No, go ahead. I think that's all I had. Just then on the, <clears throat> the game tomorrow, what way do you think Luxembourg will set up? Will they look to... Uh, sit back and let Ireland attack or do you think that they will try and uh, attack Ireland maybe in the first half an hour of the game maybe to start off with? They won't be afraid of Ireland that's for sure because they aren't really afraid of anyone in the world. They, we always play our own style and as for the formations I, I wouldn't tell you which formation we we be using. Against Qatar we defended with three at the back but Lucas isn't the coach who consistently puts the same formation and tactics on. He doesn't really use the same formation for two consecutive matches, so we can't really predict. But but I would say that it, we will opt for a three-man backline this time too. Uh, yeah, uh, the biggest concern, as I've said already, will be the wing-back position, the left wing-back, because we only have one of them in the squad and he is out for maybe the Serbia game as well, and not only for the Ireland game. So it will be an, an interesting thing to find out who will uh, be put there in the left-wing role, left-wing back role. Maybe Marvin Martins will be the solution as he played against Qatar from the seventh minute onwards. But there were problems with his positioning as he's more like a right back. And he doesn't really play in a, as a left back in his team in Portugal. So, yeah, he we could see that he he was he wasn't really one of the better players in that game against Qatar. But I don't think Luke Holtz has any other players 
to count up on as alternatives for that position. Uh, as for our style, we'll look for these short passing between our diamond midfield, or that's what I predict for now, a diamond midfield, because that's the area we are the best at, because we have players from uh, quite big leagues, from Ukraine, from Germany, from Ukraine, uh, oops, so from Ukraine, from Germany, from Belgium there, and yeah, their, their passing ability is crucial for the team, uh, always. So our style will be possession-based passing style, which will be patient enough, I think. We won't rush at Ireland, but we won't really defend and we won't park the bus. We don't want to make this boring at all. We want to play an in enjoyable, entertaining football. But of course, we have to be cautious because, of course, we're facing a much better team in Ireland and we will face a much better team in Serbia as well. Um, yeah, I know it's just interesting you say that because, you know, uh, with our new manager, Steve Kenny, he, that's the kind of way he likes to play in terms of dominating possession and, and trying to play nice football, whether as before we used to play um, very kind of direct and, and long ball up to the striker and just try and chase down the, the defenders into the final thirds and, and make things happen. And um, so it could be an interesting game in that aspect if both sides are going to be trying to, I suppose, the game probably be won in the midfield, would you say, Ben? Uh, sorry? Would you, would you say that the game will probably be won in, in the midfield in regards to, you know, it seems as though that's your kind of best area? Whereas yeah, at the moment exactly. we have a few players, we have a few players kind of out at the moment as well in that position. So, do you think the game will be probably won or lost in that area, of the field more so? Exactly, it will be crucial. I I can see the game being decided by the midfield battles. And as for Ireland's previous style, I would say if we had Shane Long, we would probably do the same <laughs> because he was really uh, aerially capable of uh, battling with any defender on the world. And yeah, so this time uh, things have changed, as I've heard uh, from Stephen Kenny's side as well. So yeah, it, it will be interesting to see those midfield battles, if, uh, particularly if Ireland will play with three midfielders in the center. That will be such a crowded area and one with increasingly and interesting tactical battles yeah no i agree um i just normally what we do ben is we we usually finish off with say a prediction now gary have you anything to add on that before we go into the predictions no i think i think we've covered everything not really okay yeah so so what we'll do is uh we generally just give a score prediction of how we think the game will be now uh it can be as biased or unbiased as you like there's no there's no issues there. So if you think you're going to win the game, let us know and what score. So Ben, firstly up to you. Well, I can't say that we will lose because that would sound badly. I think I have to say uh, a two-two draw. It will. It would be entertaining, and I would be over the moon with that. Okay, Gary. I I, I think this is a must-win game for us for Stephen Kenny, and I think we will win. I, 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 I think it's going to be closer than people expect and listening to Ben has got me a little bit concerned but I'm going to go 2-1 to Ireland 
I actually feel the exact same way as you. Uh, I could actually definitely see Luxembourg scoring and giving us a bit of a scare. I would, uh, I'm, I feel like we will win two one. But I, uh, as you said, Gary, Stephen Kelly needs a win to get him off the mark. We haven't won a game under him yet. So I think this is a huge must-win game and it's time for the players to step up uh, and get the win this time around. But I do see it being very, very close. Listening to what Ben has said there about players and stuff that obviously we weren't aware of beforehand, they seem like they have a quite strong squad. I think what we need to try and exploit is that left wing-back position, of course. And uh, I think that's what Ben... Uh, ben, do you think in some ways that we could be facing you at a good time, just purely the fact that your left wing back is out? Maybe, yeah, our left wing back is a reason for concern. But overall, I think we we can pull off a surprise result. And I couldn't really judge it by the match against Qatar because it was a completely different opponent and we have only played one match in the last few months, just as every national team in the world. So I wouldn't say that it's a particularly good or bad time to face Luxembourg. Uh, it, it will be decided after the match and maybe before the Serbia match, I can uh, uh, maybe form an opinion whether it will be uh, a good or bad time to play against us. But for now, I, I don't think that it's a particularly a bad form or a particularly informed club. I mean, national team. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, I, I just want to say, Ben, uh, a huge thanks for coming on and joining us. we got a real insight there that we just wouldn't have known otherwise. So really huge thanks to you and anyone who's listening that's either from Luxembourg or wants to know more from Luxembourg, they should be able to follow you at Luxembourg Footy. Have you any other social media, maybe Instagram or Facebook, that they can follow you on as well? I have an Instagram account as well, but that's not really active. Uh, well, if you can give me a follow, I'm I'm really planning to do some content there and start some projects here. Okay, uh, but for the for the most part, uh, you're so you're Luxembourg footy on both Instagram and Twitter, or is it just is that just your username on Twitter? No, it's the same username on both platforms. Okay, well, Ben, uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed listening to you, and and thanks so much for coming on and joining myself and Gary. Huge thanks for the invitation. I really appreciate it and it was nice to speak to you. Thanks, Best of luck. The IFF TV podcast presented by Paul Nealon. Like, rate and subscribe. <laughs>